Hey there, sunshine. It's Melinda from Hoping There Was None. If you're tuning in for the first time, thank you. I appreciate that. And I just want to give you a little disclaimer here that I am not a counselor or a therapist. I'm not an attorney. I'm just someone that's been there. I'm a childhood abuse as well as a domestic violence survivor. I freed myself in 2009, and now I share my healing journey, my story, and the story of others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. My intention is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. So I hope you find some value in this. Please stay safe. God bless. And here's today's episode. It's Melinda on this Soulful Sunday. I'm coming in to talk about some self-care, self-love. That's what Sunday's all about and how it's so important as part of your healing journey. Now, I use my story and my struggles, this journey of mine, by no means is, is it meant to invalidate your situation, whoever is listening to this. There's no comparison. We each experience different but similar journeys. So I've been sharing as much as I can. I try to be as as open as I can and candid. Now, there are situations that I have no idea how to deal with them that come up in some of the uh, people that reach out to me. There There are some that are so sticky and so messy that I am, again, I'm not a legal, a legal attorney or a counselor or anything like this. So I tend to refer people to other people. So I do do that. Now, I want you to know that your feelings are valid. Now, whatever you're struggling with right now, your head's probably a mess. You're swimming in depression, on a roller coaster of anxiety, living hypervigilantly. So which means you might hear a sound and it makes you jump. You might see somebody's a car that looks similar to your toxic person, that abuser, and it might give you this feeling in the pit of your stomach like you want to throw up. You might be on this rocky road of and this ledge where I don't know if I'm going to break. Well, my love, you are not going to break. You will be strong. And it might look like, and I hate to say this, I try not to paint a rosy picture for somebody. I don't want to sugarcoat things. They, you might experience the loss of your children. You might experience the loss of everything you own. You might experience uh, getting kicked out of your home, becoming homeless. You may be dabbling or, or entertaining thoughts of unliving yourself. You are struggling and this is hard. There is no way not to say that none of this is hard. It is very scary. I don't want you to think that, oh, well, if I say these affirmations, it's going to be a fix-all. And it's not. You know, you know, Melinda, because I sit here and I meditate and I think that everything's okay, everything's not okay. Well, no, it's not. But I'm trying to get you to flip the script, to start noticing the good in your life, to start noticing those things that you can be grateful for, even if it's just three a day. Come up with three things that you can be grateful for. And I know somebody that's hardcore. They'll do five things in the morning and five things at night. Now, that's hardcore. <laughs> I do also the gratitude alarm where I set my alarm to think of things that I am grateful for on the spot at that moment. So it, it's my healing journey is going to look different than yours. So, but I want you to remember that your feelings are valid, no matter what you're experiencing right now, you are valid. Everything you're feeling right now is valid. And I want you to also give yourself permission to do a couple things. One, it's okay to show emotions in front of your kids and maybe friends or whatever support people you have. It's okay. So if you are having a crappy day and you just feel like you want to cry, 
go ahead and you might be worried, well, you know, my one-year-old, my two-year-old or, or eight-year-old might be really concerned. That's okay. We can show emotion in front of them. It's okay. We don't want them. We don't want them to go through life to think that it's not okay to share or mom must not have had it that tough because she was, she never cried or she was never upset. It's okay. Of course, we don't want you to start projecting those tears or those angry moments on the kids. Now, maybe not showing so much anger uh, around the kids because that can be a little scary, especially if you've kept it up bottled for so long, it can explode. It really can. And if it does happen, it happens. Okay. I've been there, done that. And just explain to the kids that it's not them, that mommy still loves you or daddy still loves you. It's just a situation that's going on. It's made me a little flustered and I'm a little angry right now. And the same with the tears. It's not your fault, whatever's going on, whether it's the divorce or separation, let them know it's not them. It's not them, that you still love them with all your heart. Daddy or mommy still loves them with all their heart. But this is really a tough time we're, we're having right now. And you, they don't need to know the details. Oh, on court, your dad called me the B word or your mom. She just thinks I'm an a-hole. No, don't leave the name calling out of it. They don't need to know that. And they don't need to know what you're thinking about. Again, those names that you might be thinking about mom or dad, they don't need to know those things. And they will, the kids are smart. They will discover on their own if they haven't already, what type of person your partner is. They already know that this is a difficult person more than likely. So just, it's okay to show that emotion. Allow yourself to do so, okay? Now, remember, change is hard. This is all hard. I know myself, I did not want to leave because the fear of the unknown, what's going to happen? Am I going to get into another relationship that is abusive? Uh, how am I going to care for these at the time, these littles without a job, without you know, money, how am I going to do this? What if he takes my car away? All these what ifs. Change is hard and scary, but what was scarier is to stay in the relationship that I was in. And many of you too, staying in that relationship where you are now, not only in maybe fear for your life, you could be in addition to that, or maybe it's not that you're fear for your life, but you can be having some mental health issues. And you don't realize these things when you're in that situation, what other factors are playing into your state of mind at the time, your brain is fuzzy, you're not thinking straight, you're just in that survival mode. That's what you are. You're not a victim, you're surviving, you are a survivor, you're in this relationship. And you are doing what you have to do in order to survive. That might mean you're tiptoeing around that might mean you don't bring up certain topics that might mean that you look the other way if your partner's having an affair. Maybe that person is, they're having an affair, but they're so much nicer when they're doing it. You know what I mean? And maybe you don't know what I mean. It's very odd. I, I, that's a situation that happened with me. But change is hard. It is scary, but it might be necessary. Now, if you're having a situation where you have those kids, whether they're high schoolers or little ones under four or five, you please do me a favor and explain, talk to them about it, explain what's going on and why you feel like it's necessary that this change has to happen. Be open with them as open as you can um, that perhaps, and you'll have to find your own words. Now, for me, it was that, Mommy couldn't handle this anymore because things are getting a little too scary for mommy. And I wanted to also give them the choice of staying. I even, I did that the night before we left. I said, mommy needs to leave. 
I want to know if you come with me, if you can come with me. And if you would like to come with me, I think that's how I worded it. You are welcome to stay with dad. That's okay. But mommy would really like to have you with, but if you stay with dad, I'm still going to love you anyway. And I left it at that because at the time, my two older ones, they were 10 and 13, they were old enough to make that decision. Uh, my eight, then eight year old, I, she was coming with anyway. And actually, honestly, I was going to take them all anyway. <laughs> they might've gotten upset, but I did want them to think that they had a decision that they could make for themselves. Um, and that's just something I chose last minute. It's not something, most of the things that I talked about or talk about now, I didn't read in a book. I didn't know. There's no how to, I couldn't, I had to manage my internet and I wouldn't even have thought about going on the internet to look up this stuff. So this is stuff that I, I kind of created on my own, on the fly, by the seat of my pants, as I always do. But I had to learn how to, how to navigate and talk. And, and I made, I couldn't make, physical lists. I tried to make lists in my head, but I had to learn all this. And again, change I know is hard. I know. And you, some people are worried and I get this one a lot is my kids are going to be mad at me because they really love dad or they love mom or they love their school. They're miss their friends. Yes. But won't those people, the friends, the family miss them if they're no longer with us? There are many volatile situations. I know that's a cold splash of water. There's many volatile situations where mom or dad are flashing weapons around threatening to 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 unlive them if they uh, you know if you leave well when is that buildup enough to for you to realize that it's time to go you you need to go and again I can't make that decision for you no one can make that decision but I really and truly try and make a list of all the pros and cons of staying how long can you can you run like this I know for me personally I could not keep going the way I was going. I was losing my hair. I hadn't pooped in a while. Um, I could, I was just jumpy all the time. I was crying all the time. And most of the time he, I made sure I did not show emotion in front of him because that would make him more angry. And um, he would just, and sometimes I think he found it more of a challenge to break me down even more for me to show that emotion. But I tried, I learned to start, not sharing that emotion, not showing that to him. So I, I just knew in my heart that I was not going to make it. I was not going to. But again, physically, it's either going to be physically, I'm not going to make it because I my body's just starting to shut down or because of my body or because he's going to to murder me or we are going to murder each other because I'm not going down without a fight. So these were things that were running in my head. And, and I also didn't want to do something to him and it to go sideways. And there he is in the hospital and everybody feels sorry for him. I end up going to jail. And this does happen. This is something that's something that um, it, it does happen to many, unfortunately, many survivors in this situation where they are trying to protect themselves. But unfortunately, the law doesn't look at that and they end up going to jail. And that abuser then has the kids. So uh, these are things that I, I had to think of my, myself too. I, I pondered a lot. I had a lot of thought going into my head as well. Because again, I couldn't keep a lot of paper. I couldn't do a lot of things online. But I, I just had to have a lot of thought with me. With And a lot of these things too that I did, I had to start learning to love me. And that's very hard. It's hard to heal. It, it can be difficult to heal when you're in an environment that's toxic. But it can be done. It can be noticing the patterns that this person, yeah, 
they're they're abusive. They are toxic. That is a part of self-love to recognize that you are not in a good environment, that you're not in a good environment for your children that you need to get away. Whether, again, please don't downplay it. Oh, he calls me names or she calls me names all the time. No, no, it's it's bigger than that. Your children are seeing this too. And that's setting them up for possible future that they might experience this as well. Now, even if you get out, does that guarantee your kids won't go through this? No, no. But the younger they are, the better it is for them to be out of that environment all the time. Yes, I know mom or dad still might get custody of the kids or visitation, maybe 50-50. It is still hard. It really is. And, and I wish I had good answers for those of you that are experiencing that. It was hard. For me, I after 2009, I didn't give him visitation. I didn't. Well, first of all, he didn't pay for his child support for a long time. He was like 10 grand behind, six to 10 grand behind at one point in time. I didn't give him child. Uh, I didn't give him visitation. I didn't. Um, and I was also doing that because I knew there was a possibility that he would, he would do something to them. And then later on down the road, there was a later allegation of, um, that he had molested one of the kids. So I am glad that I did. I almost thought I was going to go to jail once or twice, but I'm glad that I stuck to my guns. Now, unfortunately, that's, I'm not the norm. There's some women, they don't, and men, they don't have that luxury. So I don't know. It's by the grace of God. My whole journey has been by the grace of God. And I don't know how it happened, but it did. That's, that was for me. That was for me. So, but anyway, Start learning to set up boundaries for yourself in all areas of your life, whether it's uh, your family members, it could be your workplace, it could be your own intimate partners going forward, and it could be you making sure you're not medicating yourself, over-medicating yourself with prescribed pills or numbing yourself with alcohol or other drugs it's learning to feel those emotions, learning to experience what you're going through free of any anything, anything to numb you. Because sometimes when you are numbing yourself with that, maybe it's food and that, that was what it was for me, it's not enough. You're still going to come down and it's it's still not enough. It's still going to be there with whatever that sticky situation is for you, challenging. Um, it's still going to be there. So sometimes you end up looking for the next the next high, the next, the next thing to help numb you. Please, please get help if you are experiencing something like that. But learn those boundaries for you in all areas of your life. Give yourself time to breathe. There, I would have to say 95% of the people that I talk to do not give them self-care. They don't give themselves any self-love. They don't feel they have time for it, but yet they have time to scroll. If you have time to scroll, you have time to give yourself five minutes. I am all about five-minute self-care. This might look like you're meditating, and meditating does not necessarily mean because you might be like, Melinda, I cannot get the monkeys to stop in my mind or to think of that to-do list that I have in my mind that's okay. Let those things come. And if you need to stop, write them down, write them down. Let those thoughts come. But uh, meditate, go for a walk. You can even take the kids, go out in nature, read a book, get into your Bible, if you, or get back to church, if that's something, or, or a prayer chain, ask for people for prayers, volunteer. A lot of these things that you start doing can also raise your vibration, if you want to call it that. 
they will just raise your spirits and it'll make you feel really good. Sometimes it's a nice distraction from the things that you got going on in your life, even if it's for that five minutes. And I want you to celebrate wins. I don't care how small they are. You might be like, oh, someone bought me coffee, but the rest of my thing, my court went like this, this went like this, I got a flat tire. Let's focus on that coffee. Let's focus on that small win, no matter, again, how teensy it is celebrate that. You're like, oh, yay, I got a promotion today. Or, oh, yay, I got my car washed today. Oh, yay, I brushed my teeth today. No matter how small, please do me a favor and start celebrating that. Now, you would celebrate these wins with somebody like your, your child. Maybe they got a gold star. Now, who loves gold stars? This girl does. I'm all about stickers. I love stickers. I love shiny stars. So, you know, your child comes home with a shiny star on their paper because they did really good. You celebrate, right? Well, come on. And take that shiny star for yourself and celebrate that. Now, find a healing modality that works for you. Some people use the talk modality, the talk, the therapy, the counseling. And again, I've shared my story. It didn't work. I found one person, but um, then I didn't mesh with somebody else further down, a couple people down the road. Uh, that totally turned me off. It was also very triggering for me to use talk therapy. But there are so many other modalities out there. There's um, the EFT, which is tapping. There is music. I really want to start getting into sound for healing. and But a lot of these not only help you with these different healing things, can help you not only with getting your story out, your healing from that, but also your inner body starts healing a lot more too. Uh, maybe it's essential oils, maybe it's herbs. Perhaps for you, it's going to look like you're doing uh, something called DNS. It could be for me, I love hula hooping and a lot of these other things. I used more holistic, more natural type of healing for myself. And that is what worked for me. Again, you have to find out what works for you. I had done in the past uh, antidepressants. I did not find those. I didn't find one that worked for me. It made me suicidal, but I was still in that toxic relationship at the time. But you'll also start learning what parts of these, when you start healing, you'll start learning what parts of these are not your fault. You might even realize, because none of this is your fault. You, you might be like, I'm really flighty. I'm, I've got too much brain fog. I lose things all the time. I am constantly under stress. Most of the time, it's because of the situation that you are living in is why you're feeling this way. So when you leave that situation, many of these things, after time, and yes, I'm sorry, baby, it's after time, they'll start lightening up. You might not experience the panic attacks as much as you were before, the nightmares, for me, it was bedwetting and nightmares and the panic attacks, the PTSD kind of symptoms. Those lightened up. It did take time. It seemed like forever, but it did take time. Now, if any of these resonate with you, I'd really like to know. Please let me know down below. Comment, message me privately. Again, you can text me or call me 219 8190608 that's my cell phone 2198190608 um maybe text me first to say hey this is such and such from i heard your podcast or saw your video let me know first because you know i get a lot of those calls like oh mrs such and such have you uh chosen your medicaid part a or b or have you are you set up with your 
your internet provider, you know what I mean? I'm sure you get those calls too. And I either ignore them or my latest is to say, oh, Cook County Morgue, how can I help you? That's what I do if it's an unknown number. So please send me a text ahead of time. So let's get to this as well. So if you are somebody that's loving on someone that is struggling from a toxic relationship for healing and so on, do me a favor, create a safe space for them. And I know I've mentioned most of these before, but I just feel it's so important because I get this a lot for both of these for about healing, how to, how to start healing. And if I love somebody that is in a relationship that's toxic, what can I do? So that's why I do, I think I've done quite a few episodes like this. So if you have somebody in your life that is important to you and they're struggling in a toxic relationship, or maybe they've just gotten out of it, create a safe space for them to share. Now you're not going to talk, please no judgment. It's going to look like that you're in a quiet area. Okay, if you can, maybe maybe it's over coffee, maybe it's over lunch, but try to do it in a place where you're free of distractions, maybe at a park or nature preserve, no phones if at all possible, or if you see a call, as long as it's not important, or you know, you two can decide whether you're going to take calls or not, or if you need to. But just do that. Just focus on this person and allow them, if they allow you to give them a hug, do that. And don't speak. You don't need to talk. But give them a hug if they need to. And if tears come, you maybe have some tissue with you. But you might also need to recenter that person maybe during that moment or they've called you hysterical. Something's going on. You might need to reach out to them and again, another private setting, hold space for them and help them calm down by breathing. You can look up, there's a five, four, three, two, one method, but there are different methods that you can use in order to help them with calming down, being aware of their, their situation, excuse me, their, um, wherever you're at, help them focus on something else. Environment, thank you, big words. Um, focus on that tree, focus on, you know, what can they see? Uh, what can they hear? That sort of thing that can help them regulate their breathing. Offer to run errands for this person. Maybe they are so, they have so much forgetfulness right now. They have so much on their plate right now. They are just feeling scattered maybe help run errands. It might look like you watching the kids for them while they go run errands. It can create, uh, perhaps maybe can create a list of to-do things that they need to do. Maybe it's calling an attorney, uh, looking for apartments. And again, this could be something that you can help them with, finding shelters, finding what requirements, who has open space if your friend needs to go into a shelter. Are there trauma-informed attorneys or counselors that you can find or that are recommended by somebody. Um, also use Psychology Today. They do have a website too as well for referrals for counselors. Um, you can contact your local or state attorneys. Oh, again, I lost it. Uh, for attorneys, you can find a list of attorneys maybe uh, in your local area or county, pro bono attorneys. There is organizations, at least in the states, there are. They should have a pro bono attorney. And sometimes, though, with the attorneys, they might not be trauma-informed. They, You might get somebody that's still a jerk, okay? You might end up doing a lot more of the legwork than this person is, and I'm sorry if that happens to you. Um, but again, this is something that they can you can help find. Uh, maybe housing, maybe you need to help them find work or a vehicle. These are little things that can help give them a little more breathing space. Now, maybe take them somewhere out uh, to a movie, something that they love to do. Maybe they've also wanted to try something new and try to refrain 
refrain from going to the bars, uh, drinking alcohol or doing drugs around this time too. We want to create a safe space and we don't want this person to just kind of drown themselves figuratively in, in a, in a beer or because a lot of those drugs that we are taking or alcohol that we're having can depress our system. And we don't want to depress that. We want to raise them up a little. Okay. So please consider when you're helping to refrain from those as good, as good hearted as you, as you are, please try not to do that now. And there's no shame if you've already done it or if you've done, or if you're planning on it, there's no shame in it. I'm not wagging my finger. Just try to be, again, we want to create a healthy space for them and healthy habits going forward. Okay. Uh, now, if this person is still with the abuser, you do everything that I talked to above, but also create a safe word. Now, a safe word is something they might text you. Hey, you know, I really want that pepperoni pizza right now. You know, they don't like pepperonis as an example, but whatever that safe word looks for them, that you are going to be the, the cavalry, you're going to come on in, or maybe that's code for you in the morning, you pick them up and they're leaving. They're just going, whatever that looks like for you. And with that, create a safety plan. You can reach out to a shelter. There are also definitely lots of different types on, on uh, the internet. Oh, excuse me on the internet that you can find as well. I know I've done some myself with a blog and I think I've done a podcast about safety plans, but uh, look out for a safety plan for that shelter for help as well. Help um, copy maybe important papers. And this is part of the safety plan too, and a go bag. Uh, maybe they need some money, maybe a burner phone, have extra keys, but maybe they can keep that at your place if it's safe. But I also want you to do me a favor and give yourself some extra self-care and self-love because this is heavy it's heavy for that that survivor it's also heavy for for you because you're probably worried about this person and you're you know you don't know what's going to come maybe this person that they're with has weapons and may have a gun and so on so you're always on edge and worried about this person so give yourself some self-love as well some self-care go for that walk read a book again five minute self-care so I hope this helps. A lot of the self, the Soulful Sunday videos, unfortunately, go unwatched or unlistened to. But speaking, you know, when people ask me, well, what did you do? That's what these are about. This is stuff I've done. And some of them might seem foolish and a little silly. But this is a lot of my own healing journey. So if you want to know, this is what I've done. These are the things that I did. And, um, some of it also I'm still learning because we, I am a student of life and I'm always learning new things. So I, I will also bring that stuff to you too. But I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll be on hopefully with a Teachable Tuesday. And if not, I'll be on as soon as I can with another bonus episode. Have a great rest of your day again. Stay safe. And if I don't pop on for the holiday, have a great Christmas and holiday. Bye.